Hello, and thank you for joining us today. I'm Laura Evans, and you are listening to Hope for the Hurting. Our mission is simple. We want to provide hope and help to those who are hurting, lost, lonely, and in despair. My background is in broadcasting and radio, and I'm joined by my dad, Dr. Irv Wolf, who, in addition to being a pastor for over 30 years, has a background in marriage and family therapy. Dr. Irv has authored two books, and he's the director of Hopewell Counseling in Minnesota, where he and my mom counsel individuals and couples. And today we're continuing our topic on the fruit of the spirit. Last week, we looked at joy and peace. Prior to that, we looked at love. And today we're going to turn our attention to patience, kindness, goodness. And I'm going to kick us off with prayer, and then we're going to go right into it. Are you ready, Dad? Oh, yeah. Are you there? Are you on the other end of this um, <laughs> Yes, I am. I'm going to reach, reach through the airwaves and make sure you're there. Dear Heavenly Father, um, we come before you and we thank you that you are the God who gives us the Holy Spirit, who provides us with the fruit of the Spirit, because only through your power are we even capable of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These are things that do not come naturally that we in our flesh cannot um, manufacture, but you through the power of the Holy Spirit, give us the ability to um, share these gifts with others and only through your power can we do that. And so we pray you give us eyes to hear, <laughs> really give us eyes to see and ears to hear as we listen to this um, topic on patience, kindness, and goodness, which these days we definitely could use more of. It's a way to share our light with others and our love for you with others when they see something different about us. So just speak to us now in this time. And thank you for every single listener that's tuning in. Just pray that you would touch them, that you would just bless this podcast. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. We said that the fruit of the spirit is the life of Jesus flowing mm. through believers yeah. as they abide in him. And it's just like a tree that bears fruit in its right. season. Jesus is our tree and he's bearing nine different fruit through the power of his spirit in the life of a believer. Well, we're going to look, you and I are going to look at patience, kindness, and goodness. Mm -hmm. And these are gentle fruit. They are, they are fruit that help us get along with other people. Right. So with patience, the first one that you mentioned, King James calls it long suffering. Uh, Laura, do you know what long suffering is? Oh, goodness. Probably to um, not rush things, to, to be patient in your waiting. Yeah, it, it basically, we think of suffering as, you know, pain and misery. Suffering in the King James Version means to put up with it for a really long time. Mm, like God so does with us. Yeah, that's what long suffering. It's actually mm -hmm. a very uh, excellent term to use to communicate patience. I mean, we use patience and people get it. Long suffering, we never use that term, mm. but it captures the idea of putting up with somebody, mm -hmm. suffering with them. Mm -hmm. I think and, of I think of um, spouses that are in uh, abusive relationships or married to someone who's oh, got, yeah. got um, uh, an addiction, uh, alcohol yeah. addiction or drug addiction. Yep, they're 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 having to be long suffering mm -hmm. and patient and putting up with the the sins of this person until hopefully the hope the Lord can change them. Right. Well, patience is putting up with someone or something for a long time. Mm -hmm. now, ever experienced the supernatural fruit of patience, which means no griping, no complaining, no nagging. 
It's a calm, unruffled temper in the midst of life's evils. Mm. It's the grace to hang in there. Yes. And it marks God's relationship with us. He's patient toward us. In fact, he's patient toward the lost. Mm -hmm. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So God is slow to anger. He's abounding in mercy. Mm. And there's a direct connection between God's patience and his mercy. Right. Uh, his mercy drives him to be patient with us. Yeah, yeah. Because he loves us. Mm-hmm. He's merciful in dealing with us. And he shows us great patience. Yeah, he does. So the question is how to be patient with others. What do you think, Laura? What, what, what can you do to be more patient, especially with our kids? Mm, for me, I'm going to invest in um, some duct tape. Um, not for them, but for myself. Okay. So that when I want to blurt something out, I will not. Okay. So I think for me to just slow down and remember that I appreciate it when people are patient with me because I need it. And so to not just blurt out the first thing that comes to my mind, to, to use that self-control, self-control and patience go hand in hand. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. A, a patient attitude. Uh, doesn't complain, gripe, or whine. And patient action, uh, that, that's an interesting one because it's not inactivity. Mm-hmm. It's the willingness to put up with someone and persevere with them, to wait for them, mm-hmm. pray for them, allow the Lord time to work on them and draw them to himself. We do that with a lot of people who are, who are lost, who don't mm-hmm. know Christ. Mm-hmm. And we pray for them and we want so much to see the Lord save them. And we have to be patient because mm-hmm. our timing is not necessarily God's timing. Right. And, and that's an important consideration. Spirit-filled believers are patient with people mm-hmm. and put up with their faults. And it mm-hmm. flows out of a heart of love. Right. How do you get patient? Well, you love others. And if you love them, the Holy Spirit can help you become patient mm-hmm. with them, knowing faults and foibles that they have. Mm-hmm. Should you pray? <laughs> should you pray for patience? Only if you're ready. For God to send circumstances that'll test your patience. Oh, good grief. If you have, that's how it works. If you have children, you're tested every day. (laughs) Every day. (laughs) Yep. So you probably don't need to pray for patience. He's shaping it in you anyway. Mm. Yeah, he's shaping it. He allows affliction, failure, pain to shape our character. There's no such thing as instant maturity in the Christian life. God molds and shapes our characters using adversity so we learn to be patient. So what I what I want though is I want to be able to pray, God give me patience, God help me love this person. And then there's going to be this ah moment where it just it just it just is infused into me. And all of a sudden I'm just like, oh yeah, no, that didn't bother me at all. Yes, I love you. Keep going. I don't mind if you cut me off in traffic. It's amazing. Go ahead. But, but you know what? You have found yourself patient and calm in the midst of a crisis, have you not? I think that I handle crises better these days than I used to. So I think it's a process. I think, you know, God's shaping all of us. Yeah. I know one of the things that lets you know that the Holy Spirit is really in control, keeping your head while everybody else is losing theirs. Mm-hmm. And that, when all around, a, when all around you are losing theirs and blaming it on you, that 
particular poem, I think, but Rudyard Kipling talks about having patience and being calm. And like what you were saying, when all around you are losing their heads and blaming it on you. Well, let's talk about kindness. Uh, That's one of, it's one of my favorite ones to talk about because it flows out of one of my favorite verses in the Bible, which is Ephesians 4.32, which says, therefore, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God in Christ Jesus has forgiven you, which reminds me, be kind, don't be harsh, mm. be tenderhearted, <laughs> don't be hard-hearted. What's so funny? I remember when I was a kid, especially on road trips, we'd be sitting in the back seat of the, the station wagon and, you know, they had the fabric seats with the, with, it was like um, stitched and rows and we count out how many rows I got and don't cross over the line. And we'd get into these bickering sessions over somebody, step, someone stepping over the line or crossing the line. And I remember you in the rear view mirror saying, be sweet, think kind, be sweet, think kind. <laughs> so that's stuck in my head. Be sweet, I, think I, kind. I have no mute button for you. I just don't know how to mute you on some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we live in a world that has forgotten how to be kind. I mean, I see social media posts. I see stuff that is written. And I'm thinking, where is the fruit of kindness? Uh, what you get are these attacks. And they're very snarky. And they're very hurtful. And there's a lot of online bullying that goes on mm-hmm. and trying to intimidate other people. Um, and, and these are people they don't even know. These are total strangers. But I guess they feel more anonymity and therefore they feel like they can say anything they want to say and get away with it. Right. Keyboard yeah. warriors, we call them. Yep. And that is not kind. Kindness is just the opposite. It's the supernatural fruit of the spirit. And it drives believers to perform good, useful deeds on behalf of others. And besides that, it's an attitude, a kind attitude. Um, For instance, in 1 Timothy 5, it talks about widows. And which widows should the church put on the list to support? Uh, Because the church, the early church especially, had a lot of widows. Uh, Some of them were real legitimate widows. Others had families that could help them and support them. Mm-hmm. So the church had to weed out which one were legitimate widows to put on the list of support and which one could their families or their children uh, could, could support them. And in order to, to support uh, a woman who was a legitimate widow, a, a real widow, uh, she's someone who had a reputation for good works, showed hospitality to strangers, washed the feet of the saints, helped those in distress, This is a very kind woman. In the Bible, you also find King David being kind. Mm -hmm. In fact, he called his counselors together and he said, you know, basically, who's been kind uh, to me? And they gave him the names of some men who had been very kind to him in his times of crisis. And so he chose to be kind to their sons. He was kind to a guy named Mephibosheth who was lame, uh, but he, he had Mephibosheth sit at his table with all of his leaders and eat with him every night. So he was very gracious mm-hmm. to Mephibosheth and the same for Hanan. Uh, their fathers had been kind to him. He was in turn kind to them. 
because kindness begets kindness. If you're kind to someone, it inspires them to want to be kind. That's true. That's yeah. true. That's definitely yeah. true. And God deals with us kindly. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to show us mercy and save us from our sins, but he did. He didn't have to send his son to die the death on the cross that he did, but he he did because we're the guilty ones. Mm-hmm. And he sent his son to, to die for us because he's kind. Right. And it deals graciously with others who don't deserve it. Right. And that's, that's genuine kindness. Yes. Yes. If we're, if we're just paying somebody back for doing good to us, well, that's different than kindness. Right. A real kindness is people who don't necessarily deserve it. I just think about the times when you, when you've done unexpected kind things for other people, it catches them off guard because they don't know what to do in those situations, especially if it was a tense situation and you choose to react in kindness rather than out of anger or frustration. Yeah. You, you, you can win a lot of souls that way. You can win a lot of people for Christ that way. I, I just think, I think of an incident where your mom and I, we were in a Baker square uh, all, and we had eaten and we're getting ready to pay our check. And they had a computer malfunction and no, uh, none of their computers would work. Mm. And so they just told everybody, okay, uh, get out of the restaurant, leave the restaurant and don't worry about paying. So all of these customers were getting up and leaving. And I thought to myself at that time, how are are we going to uh, not only pay our bill, but how are we going to tip our waiter? Mm. So I was able, I had enough cash to pay the bill and I did. And I looked inside and I always keep an extra hundred dollar bill in my wallet Hmm. Uh, i I called it the golden handshake money Mm, i know i've had that golden handshake before (laughs) and i gave our waiter a golden handshake because he's not going to get any more tips for the rest of the night he's he's done you know and he looked at me like are you crazy like you had three heads (laughs) yeah are you crazy Mm -hmm. and i thought no i just want to be kind to you because I know my daughter was a waitress mm-hmm. and I know the times when she was waiting tables yeah. at the green onion and somebody gave her a penny for a yeah. tip. Yeah. And I yeah. Thought, you, you work hard. Waiters and waitresses work hard and I am not going to shortchange anybody mm-hmm. on that mm-hmm. stuff. And if you're only giving 5% or 10%, uh, you need to think about that because they're working hard for you. And a minimum of 15, more like 20 or 25% is probably mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. So that's what I try to do with uh, tipping, mm-hmm. uh, because I think that's a, a kind thing to do. It's, it's not expected, it's not required, but it's a kind thing. What does goodness look like? Well, the definition is beneficial acts done toward others. Mm-hmm. Christians were often called do-gooders. Have you ever heard that expression? Oh, Mom? yeah, or goody two-shoes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, that's who we are. We are do-gooders. We do good to others, including strangers mm-hmm. and those who don't deserve it. Yep. Why? Because that's how God deals with us. Right. He's given us his spirit to do the same for other people. And believers are to do good to all men. And the Bible says, especially to those who are of the household mm-hmm. of faith. That's Galatians 6.10. So we have a priority to do good to fellow believers mm-hmm. because goodness starts at home. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, we are not naturally good. We don't do good apart from saving faith in Christ. And that also is a supernatural fruit of the spirit. Okay. And it's produced in believers who abide in Christ. Romans 3.12 blasts our pride. It declares there's no one who does good, not even one. Right. right. Romans 3.23 tells us why there's no one good. For all have sinned mm-hmm. and fall short of the glory of God. We are sinners who think, feel, and act sinfully. And apart from Christ, we naturally bear the fruit of sin right. and evil. Right. Goodness, on the other hand, is only possible for those who abide in Christ. Right. So you say that the goodness comes from the Lord. What about people who don't necessarily have a relationship with Jesus, but they still do kind things? There's a lot of people who get involved in groups like uh, Habitat for Humanity and all these um, homeless shelters serving meals. And they may, may not even know Jesus or may not even, you know, have a relationship with God. Yeah. Yeah. And they are doing good, but there's a difference between doing good and having the fruit of goodness Mm. because the fruit of the goodness is an internal characteristic and who knows why they're doing good. They may be doing good for selfish reasons, for publicity, for promotion, Mm -hmm. uh, doing good because um, maybe that's how they impress other people. I don't know their motives, but I know the fruit of goodness flows from the spirit of God and it's altruistic. Mm. By that, I mean, it's pure. Mm -hmm. You don't expect anything in return. No agenda, no agenda at all. Not looking for publicity. In fact, it doesn't even want publicity. Mm -hmm. It wants to do things in secret. Have you ever had people uh, provide you with money or provide you with a gift of some kind? And you don't even know where it came from. Yep, yep. That's happened to me many times, actually. And, and that's, that's the way goodness operates. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need fanfare. It doesn't need publicity. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's going to be good regardless of whether it gets any recognition. In fact, it shies away from recognition. Right. You know, there, there were times where we just didn't have a lot as a pastor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're not, <laughs> pastors are not overpaid, at least not most of them. Uh, so you make do and you not learn the, to get along. Not the ones that are doing it right. Yeah. You've got, you've got it. You get some apostate pastors that are raking it in, but. Yep. And they're flying f- around in jets and I know all that. Stuff. We don't want to follow that, those examples. No, but you know, when God, when God comes through and meets your needs, hmm uh, because you're you're calling out to him and he sees that you have a need. Uh, that's the goodness of God. And he blessed me many, many times and blessed you many, many times mm-hmm. in your growing up years just yep. by being good to us. Right. You know, I, I came through a terrifying time when I went through my divorce, but I look back and see how God brought me and the boys through that and different things that he's done along the way to provide for us different people he's brought into our life or circumstances that he totally and completely put in place for us. And you can just, you can just see him holding you and carrying you and guiding you through, through situations. You look back and you're like, I don't even know how I got through that, but he was, he was carrying you. He was controlling the circumstances so that you didn't fall. He was your safety net. Well, those three patience, kindness, goodness. Uh, those are supernatural. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't naturally manifest patience, kindness, goodness in the flesh. 
we tend to bite and devour one another. Right. If you don't believe that, go to social media. Mm. You'll see more people biting and devouring than you ever want to see. A lot of people, like you said, hide behind their keyboard. They're a lot, they're a lot more brazen behind their keyboard than they would ever be to your face. Yep. And on, you know, that should be kind of your rule of thumb. If you wouldn't say it to someone's face, don't say it on social media. Exactly. Exactly. If you're not courageous enough to walk up to them in person and say that exact same thing to them, don't say it. Doesn't need to be said. Yeah. Well, God pours out those kind of qualities, the fruit mm-hmm. of the spirit. And he wants to, to use us to bless other people. Yeah. So he, he gives us patience, kindness, mm-hmm. and goodness. Right. Right. Absolutely. Every year at Christmas time, we look for a family, particularly a single mom that we can love on. We can get gifts for her kids. We can get her something nice and just take care of them at Christmas time. Because I had, I had people that did that for me when I was first trying to get back on my feet as a single mom, I had a sweet family that came around me and they, they showered me with gifts. And then we had just bought a new townhouse and I was totally broke and they paid for someone to come in and paint the townhouse, whatever colors I wanted. I could go to Hirschfield's, pick out my colors, and they hired the painter to come in and do whatever I wanted. Wow. Wow. So I was so touched and I was so moved by their kindness and their goodness to me that that's how I pay it forward is every year at Christmas time, I try to find a single mom that I can love on and, and send them, you know, if, if she's in another state, then we send them a care package and I get the boys involved and pick out toys for their kids and different and ask her what she might need. But but did, when you do something like that and it's so unexpected and you've, there's, I don't want anything in return. You don't want anything in return. You're just paying it forward. Then they want to know what's different about you. In fact, the, the gal that I uh, loved on last year, she ended up coming to my church for several months and got baptized. I mean, they just see something different in you and they want to know what that's about. And they want to, they want to be part of that. Yeah. Think, think of the example that is to your boys. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they, they saw it. They were part of it. Right. And I don't, I don't want them to think it's something that we do to get accolades or this is, you know, we're so wonderful. It's just, it's just how, what you do. It's just how you are. It's just paying it forward. It's just loving on people because that's what, that's what Jesus would want. And because it just, it just wells up inside you where you just, you can't even contain it. You just want to love on people. These things, patience, kindness, goodness, come out of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. So first you have to start with asking Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, and then he gives you the gift of the Holy Spirit to bring these things out in your life. And you can invite Jesus into your heart just as simply as ABC. And I was telling you, Dad, we just started going to a new church, Central Church in Sioux Falls, and I was so excited to see they have the ABCs of salvation printed right on their wall. It's really neat. And I'm like, well, we talk about this every week, so this is so great. But A is admit you're a sinner in need of a savior is Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And then B is believe in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. John 14.6 says, Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. And then C is call upon his name. No matter where you are, no matter what you're going through, call out to him and he will meet you where you're at. Romans 10, 13 says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. 
And if that is your heart's desire, we would love to pray with you now. Dad, would you please lead us through that that prayer? I sure would. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. And listener, if you're listening to this podcast and you've been on the fence, Mm. maybe you've been thinking to yourself, you know, someday I really should confess my sins Mm. and, and receive Christ. Can I say to you, today is the day. Yep. Yep. You don't know that you have tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You don't know that you have the next day or the next week, but you know you have today. Right. And so before you pillow your head tonight, mm-hmm. would you pray this prayer with me? Mm-hmm. Dear Heavenly Father, I admit I am a sinner. I know it. I don't have to be told. I've done wicked things. I've done things I'm ashamed of. And I've done things that I don't want anybody to know about. Mm-hmm. I would prefer you didn't even know, but mm-hmm. I know you do. Mm-hmm. But I believe in Jesus. I believe that Jesus died for my sins, even the secret ones. Right. Jesus died for all of our sins, and mine in particular. And he, mm-hmm. he, he died for all of them, not just the, the little ones or the big ones. He died for all of them. And I call upon him. Mm-hmm. Jesus, I call upon you to come into my heart. I call upon you to make me born again. I call upon you to cleanse me from my sins and make me right and fit for heaven. And I ask that in your name. Amen. 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 And dad, you made a a really good point is the Bible says no man knows the day or the hour. Like Jesus could literally come back any, any minute, any second. So we don't have the luxury of waiting till tomorrow or the next day. Make that decision now, especially if, if, if you're thinking about it, that means he's chasing you or you wouldn't even be thinking about it. Your heart wouldn't even be open to it. So that's him wooing you to himself. So I just pray that you made that decision. If you didn't, like I said last week, go ahead, rewind the podcast, (laughs) play it again. And see, that's the thing. That's the thing about technology is you can just go back and listen to it again. So go back and, and pray that prayer and make that decision and don't delay. And please share this podcast with others who you know you know that they, they need to know Jesus. Maybe you've been praying for them for years. Send them one of our podcasts because we would be happy to walk them through that salvation prayer. And then if they would reach out to us through email, we'll even send them tools to help them get started in their faith. And you can email us at hopewellcouncil at gmail.com. And um, also you can find our podcast, all the podcasts we've done. We've done a really powerful series on the end times, which dad, I'm thinking maybe we should rerun that because it's been about a year now, I think since that, since that ran, but that was a very powerful, one of our most highly listened to podcasts was our series we did on the end times. And if that doesn't get your attention about Jesus return, I don't know what will, but you can find all of our past podcasts at Spotify, Apple podcast, Google podcast, anchor.fm. And we also have a catalog of those at hopewellcouncil.com. If you have questions, comments, things that we've talked about that you haven't resolved in your head, we'd love to talk through those as well. And you can send those to hopewellcouncil at gmail.com. You can find us at Hope for the Hurting on Telegram. And our little thumbnail is people coming up a steep cliff and locking arms to help someone up the cliff. And that's our vision for this podcast is that we're all in this together and we want to help you in this journey. I will close with one of the most beautiful passages in scripture on love and what love looks like. First Corinthians 13, four through seven, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy, does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. 
It is not self-seeking and it is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres.